today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. I think it's just so apropos to be reminded, and I know for me it's a much needed reminder. I have to look at people not as Arab or Jew, left or right, black or white, conservative or liberal, Republican or Democrat. No, either lost or saved. That's the bottom line. Because our enemy is not people. The enemy's the enemy. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Isaiah. It's easy to get caught in the mix of categorizing and dismissing people based upon their differences. Christians have done a horrible job at that in the past. Today, Pastor J.D. will help you to see that there's really only two categories, those who know Jesus and those who don't. It's just that simple. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's broadcast to hear how you can get your own copy of today's message. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in Isaiah chapter 17 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Loving Heavenly Father, we're just so ever grateful to you for your word and this time that we have where we can come to this place and put aside all the stress and pressure and busyness of our lives and and just give you our undivided attention, open up our ears to you, our hearts to you, and allow you, Lord, to not just allow you, but we yearn for you to speak into our lives and minister to us as only you can in and through your word. Lord, we have before us tonight a a very interesting chapter here in our Bibles, and we really need for the Holy Spirit to be our teacher and our guide as we navigate our way through it. Lord, we want to mind the riches that are here in the text that is before us tonight. So will you bless our time together, we pray. We ask you for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, so here we are, Isaiah 17, long-awaited chapter. And we now come to what I would argue is among the most intriguing prophecies in the Bible concerning Damascus, Syria. And once again we have another dual prophecy, as it were, in the sense that it would be fulfilled in that day, as well as ultimately fulfilled yet future in the last days. And we are certainly in those last days. And oh, by the way, when we get to chapter 19, uh, it is a prophecy concerning Egypt. Uh, And it is another dual prophecy, very, very interesting. And especially at the end of the chapter, for those of you that like to read ahead, to stay ahead, in for a tremendous blessing when we get to chapter 19. By the way, so what I want us to do tonight as we go through this chapter is glean from it its prophetic significance, but 
perhaps more importantly, especially for anyone who's really struggling right now, I would like for us to also glean from it its application personally to our lives. And there's so much here in this chapter in that regard. So let's jump in. Verse 1. Here it is, the burden against Damascus, or the prophecy concerning Damascus. Behold, Damascus will cease from being a city, and it will be a ruinous heap. Right out of the chute, first verse, we have this specificity concerning Damascus, and the prophecy is that it will cease from being a city. And it's for this and other reasons, we're going to see another one towards the end of the chapter, that students and teachers of Bible prophecy, present company included, believe that this is a yet future prophecy that will ultimately be fulfilled by virtue of the fact that Damascus is still a modern day city. It has not yet ceased from being a city. One need look no further than to a map. I'd like to draw your attention to this one. And I want to point out the strategic and prophetic significance of the modern-day city of Damascus, Syria. Let's start with what's pictured on the left. These are the actual borders of the Promised Land that were given to Israel, recorded in Genesis chapters 11, 12, and 15, and includes in part or whole the modern-day countries of Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Egypt, Iraq, and Syria. Uh, I I didn't have time to, I probably should have, but I should have outlined where the boundaries are of what Israel is today. And it's actually, I would have had to blow up the picture because it's so small. It's just a little sliver. That is the original promised land. And you'll notice its resemblance to the picture on the right. And this is a picture of the map of what is known as the Levant. What is the Levant? I'm so glad you asked. You asked, right? I'm going to tell you anyway. So you might remember that there was this acronym or reference to ISIS, which was the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, ISIS. There was also a reference to ISIS as ISIL by then President Barack Obama, who I believe by design deliberately referred to the Islamic State. He, he would never call them the Islamic State. And, and that's the problem I always had with the acronym, because ISIS, ISIL, 
No, what, what is it? The Islamic State. I'm just thinking of it now, you'll forgive me. But there was one quote at one time when then President Barack Obama said that the Islamic State is neither Islamic nor a state. I thought, <laughs> wait, what? No, they, they, they call themselves the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, and the greater Syria is the area known as the Levant. So whenever they were referenced as ISIL, it was a reference to the Islamic State of Iraq and the Promised Land. No coincidence here. I mean, you could superimpose a map of the Levant over the original borders of the Promised Land, and it is what they refer to as the Levant. Why do I point this out? Because this is the why behind the what of this prophecy, and it's also the why behind the what we see happening today in Israel, against Israel, with Israel, the enemies of Israel. They don't want peace with Israel. They want the destruction of Israel. They do not recognize Israel. It is not Israel. It is greater Syria. It is the Levant. And this is why we have the enemies of Israel today. And by the way, the breaking news you probably heard, we'll see. But there was an agreement, an approval for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, which actually means absolutely nothing. We're going to actually talk about that on Sunday in our prophecy update. But you have to understand, and I want to point out uh, what's happening with Gaza, with Hamas, which has really overtaken the so-called Palestinians. And as you know, there's no such thing as a Palestinian. They're Arab people. These are Muslims. They are enemies of Israel. And again, they do not want peace with Israel. They do not want a state with Israel. This two-state solution is a lie from the pit of hell. I call it and refer to it as yet another final solution, because peace for them, the Arab, means the destruction of Israel. And this is actually Islam, by the way. It started with Muhammad, and then after him Saladin. They would make peace with their enemy, and then destroy them. This is textbook. It's right out of their playbook, and it's right out of the playbook of the enemy himself. And so this is what's happening. So you've got the cities of Aroer are forsaken. They will be for flocks which lie down, and no one will make them afraid. The fortress also will cease from Ephraim, the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. 
they will be as the glory of the children of Israel, says the Lord of hosts. In that day, verse 4, it shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob will wane, and the fatness of his flesh grow lean. It shall be, verse 5, as when the harvester gathers the grain and reaps the heads with his arm, it shall be as he who gathers heads of grain in the valley of Rephaim. What is this about? Well, as was the case at that time, northern Israel will be impacted when this is ultimately fulfilled. And now I get to show you my other map. All right. Spend just a little bit of time on this so you can get a visual. We know this northern area today as the strategic Golan Heights. And Israel miraculously recaptured this part north uh, from Syria. And when I say miraculous, that's not hyperbole. It was a miraculous recapturing of that which belongs to them anyway. <laughs> By the way, when you try to Google this, it, it auto-corrects. It doesn't, it doesn't let you say recapture. Try this. It, 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 re, it corrects, it captures. No, no, recaptures. That changes the whole complexion of it. it they, they, they took it back. It was theirs to begin with. They didn't take it from, they took it back. Oh, but they are the occupiers. No, actually, you are the occupiers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Emphasis added. These are my people. <laughs> and you know what's sad in all seriousness is they're so deceived. Please, you know, and I know we talked about this on Sunday, pray for the Arab people in Gaza, in the West Bank, in the Middle East. Pray for the Jewish people. You know, I, I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but uh, maybe this is as good of a time as any to say it again. I think it's just so apropos to be reminded, and I know for me it's a much needed reminder. I have to look at people not as Arab or Jew, left or right, black or white, conservative or liberal, Republican or Democrat. No, either lost or saved. That's the bottom line. Because our enemy is not people. The enemy's the enemy. So they're, they're not, oh, they're the bad guys, and they're the good guys. No. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, brothers and sisters. We, we wrestle not against our fellow man. We wrestle against these demonic entities in the spiritual realm, wickedness in high places. That's where the battle is. It is a spiritual battle. Now, for those of you that have been to Israel with us over the years, you'll remember this area very well. Uh, in fact, one year when we were there, we heard actually bombs when we were uh, north in north Israel. 
in the Golan Heights. One year, in fact, I think it was the last time we were there. It was actually when we were uh, getting ready to go to Masada, we actually saw fighter jets fly right over us on their way back from Syria, where they had launched airstrikes overnight. So look at Gaza, how small it is, right? That is Hamas, the West Bank, and in Syria, and then it's not, you don't see it there, but Lebanon is to the left of Syria, my birthplace of Lebanon. That's Hezbollah. And Hezbollah is Iranian-backed. And the common denominator with Hamas and Hezbollah and et al, all of the above, is that their sole goal is the elimination, the termination of Israel. And from the north, from this area in the north, subsequent to the fulfillment of this Isaiah 17 prophecy in all of its specificity, comes Russia, Iran, and Turkey, who just two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, Erdogan was reported to have uh, told Putin in Russia, Erdogan, Turkey, Putin, Russia, something to the effect of, we're going to have to go in and put pressure on. And there was a threat actually made to Israel uh, to basically stop defending themselves, is what it boils down to. Uh, now that's key, that's very significant. You know in Matthew 24 when Jesus answered the disciples' questions about what is going to be the sign of your return and of the end of the age, He made a very interesting comment. He said, there's going to be wars and threats of wars, rumors of wars, as it's translated in some of your translations. So there is going to be this invasion from the north, subsequent to, I believe, the fulfillment of Isaiah 17 from the Golan in the north, and even now at the ready in Syria, and even as recent as two years ago, I could not stand behind this pulpit and say what I'm about to say. But in Syria today, at the ready, you will find all of the Ezekiel 38 nations at the ready to invade Israel from the north. And isn't it interesting, and again we're going to talk a little bit about this on Sunday, there is this one verse in Ezekiel 38, it's verse 13, we talk about it often, where there's this reference to Sheba and Dedan and Tarshish and the young lions thereof, merely protesting this Russia-Iran-Turkey-led alliance of nations invading Israel. And they question it, they protest it, and they ask, are you coming to take a spoil? That's all they do. And isn't it interesting that Sheba and Dedan is the modern day area we know today as Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states, who as of now, right on schedule, exactly as God's Word said it would be, well they have a peace agreement now with Israel. And isn't that interesting? And here's another thing, 
even more notable in some ways than the nations listed in Ezekiel 38 by their ancient names, are the nations that are conspicuously absent from this allied invasion. One of them is Iraq, another Egypt, another Jordan, and how about this? Syria is not mentioned. It's for that reason that I believe personally that the Isaiah 17 prophecy has to be fulfilled concerning Damascus. And as we're going to see here towards the end, it's going to happen so fast. And once it does, they move in and invade Israel from the north, through the Golan, from Syria, where they're already at the ready to invade. Everything is set up perfectly, and I mean perfectly. So I want to recommend this documentary series, Against All Odds, Israel Survives. I think it was uh, it came out in 2006. It's been a couple of years now since I watched it. I, I want to watch it again. It's available on Amazon Prime. And in it, they show just how miraculous Israel's survival has been from 1948 to the present. And I bring this up because when the Ezekiel 38 prophecy is fulfilled, which, and I get asked this all the time, and I, I am not dogmatic about it, but I am of the belief that the Ezekiel 38 prophecy happens after the rapture. So we're not going to be here to see it. I don't know. It's very possible that it could happen. But when it does happen, it is going to be another against all odds miraculously. God, because there's no nation standing with Israel. That's another thing we're going to talk about on Sunday in Zechariah. All the nations are gathered against her. You know what that means, don't you? America is not standing with Israel. All the, in that day, when all the nations are gathered against her. So you're going to have this alliance. Russia, Iran, Turkey, and all of these nations are going to come against little Israel. And God is going to intervene on behalf of His people, the Jewish people, whom He has an everlasting covenant with. You know what an everlasting covenant is? I know this is deeply profound. It's everlasting. And by the way, can we just address the elephant in the proverbial room, if you don't mind? God is not through with the Jew, and <laughs> neither do we want God to be through with the Jew. Do you want to know why? Because God has a covenant with the Jew. And so too does He have a covenant with me and you too. And if God is through with the Jew, then how secure are you? That is not in my notes. <laughs> so there. <laughs> and that's an Arab telling you that. 
We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. The book of Isaiah is an interesting one, as the prophet Isaiah spoke things that God wanted the people of Israel to hear, but they just wouldn't listen. Little did they know that much of what Isaiah spoke had bigger significance than they could have imagined. From beginning to end, the book of Isaiah touches on Jesus Christ coming later on. It refers to the announcement of his coming, his birth, his good news of salvation, his death, and his return to claim his own. Wow, what an incredible insight into the future. Sometimes things are plain right before our eyes, and we just aren't willing to see it for what it is. Although the people were ignorant in that present time, God used Isaiah to speak to them anyway and to proclaim the good news that was to come. Do you know of this good news? If not, we'd like you to check out calvarychapelkaneohe.com and head over to the resources page. There you'll find the ABCs of salvation, which goes into a step-by-step understanding the good news of Jesus. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to join us on Sundays or Thursdays at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. We meet for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times, directions, and more at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Until we meet again, we encourage you to dive deep into God's Word and to look for more things God wants to teach you in this book of Isaiah. Looking forward to next time here on In Spirit and Truth.